with me. I mean, it's not a new podcast. This is a new podcast. It's called <laughs> The Voivy Show with Voivy and his sub-human. Subhuman. <laughs> You're like a submarine. But a subwoman. <laughs> no. Okay. Welcome to Hello, I'm Listening with your main host, Danny. Wifi, no, and Danny's your the main host. Little next to the main host, Danielle. Wow. Hmm. Hey, Danielle, we talked about you have five minutes total to talk on the podcast, and the rest I talk. So I mean, refrain you yourself. You basically do that anyways. What? You basically do it anyways. That's not true. Your Why questions are, are like five hours long. <laughs> Boy, if he asks his question and he's like, he's like, so, you know, I'm thinking about, and I wanted to ask you, how do you feel about this thing where, you know, when I was five years old, there was this thing that happened to me and, then, you know, uh, people are always changing and then this Good happens. Damage. And then, so what do you think about that? Also, I love Jesus. Let me come back to my original <laughs> question that you probably forgot. <laughs> yeah. Danielle, yeah. son of a bitch. No. Yeah. If you're going to dish it out, you got to be able to take it. Also. Yes, also. If your mom is listening right now, <laughs> she should just text me completely random, you son of a bitch. Be more creative. Okay. She already okay. did okay. the okay. you son of a bitch one. She should completely random text me, your dog made me dinner. No, my dog made me dinner. Wait, she should say that her dog made her dinner or her yeah. dog made you dinner? No, no, her. So she should text. And my dog quote, made me dinner. My dog made me dinner. Okay. So, Patty, <laughs> get typing. <laughs> um, so we should quickly go to the guest because it's a long episode. Yes. And we have a guest. We have a guest. You probably already read that from the te tech title. Yep. And I just want to say, because the title probably mentions something about what we're talking about. Yeah. It which does. is veganism. Yeah. Um, anyone who might be like, mm, I don't know. I mean, granted, if you were like, mm, I don't know, you probably didn't click on the episode and you're probably not even listening. But I just recommend that everybody goes in with an open mind and some empathy and yeah. Just, yeah yeah it also we again we first of all we are no um experts we talk about our life our experience and this person does the same yep see she casting just you know believes in something and that's what she talks about and that's it yep we don't want to convert you just you know i mean listen. we kind of do but we don't yeah, want to be in your face Satan, about it. We Sat just want to have Satanism. a conversation. Satanism. <laughs> Mormonism. No, Satanism. We Satan. we just want to have a conversation and an open conversation. And we just want to, yeah, maybe start to change the narrative a bit. That's true. That's all we want to do. And convert you. Yeah. <laughs> Let's, Let's get into talk it. to our de our our guest, our guest now. <laughs> Let's talk to the desk now. Nice and desk. Hello, desk. <laughs> How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing fine. The desk I have to carry talk. something all the time. That's too heavy. <laughs> Shut up, desk. You're desk, <laughs> damn it. Okay. Okay. 
thank you for being here and thank you for taking uh, your time to talk to us about um, this for us also very important topic. But let's start at the beginning. Maybe you just quickly introduce yourself and um, give us or the, the listeners a little like quick fact sheet about you yourself. Yeah. So first of all, thank you very much for having me and for asking me to come on this podcast because it's a it's an honor to be here and Thanks. being among great people. Um, yeah, um, I'm Kirsten or Kirsten in German. Um, I'm an animal rights and liberation activist. So I what that basically means is that I um, educate people online and offline about the animal industry and um, how much animals suffer for human choices. And yeah, I combine that with graphic design. And um, yeah, that's basically summarizing what I do. <laughs> that's I mean, you do a lot of stuff. Um, mm -hmm. Just yeah, so it's, it's kind of hard to summarize it in like one sentence. But I guess that kind of gives it yeah. like an yeah. overview. Yeah. Um, maybe go back to the start. Like when when did you start? Um, I, I don't want to say caring about animals. That sounds so <laughs> like, uh, but when did you start seeing like the bigger picture of what the, the industry is doing to and exploiting the animals? And when did you start like actively doing, trying to do something against it? Um, so I guess the first time that I've really started like seeing the bigger picture was uh, when my partner, Kevin, uh, he did his personal training education mm -hmm. and uh, he came across Patrick Baboumian, uh, the strong man from Germany. And uh, he was watching his YouTube videos and then, uh, you know, he was on a fully plant-based diet and ha also had ethical videos. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's basically when we came across veganism and more about animal rights. I mean, I've always seen myself as a very empathetic person, caring about humans as well as, as animals. And that moment, like looking more into veganism and animal rights uh, showed myself how my actions did not align to the values that I mm -hmm. carried. Mm -hmm. And yeah. Um, when you, when you, when you look back at, um, how long are you vegan now or, um, I'm vegan now for five years. Okay. Wow. So mm -hmm. I, well, watching Patrick Baboumian's videos and, and looking more into veganism online on YouTube, watching animal activists videos on, on street activism, everything that started in 2017. But I think it really hit me when we watched the documentary, What the Health, mm -hmm. and then mm -hmm. looked more into all the activism videos mm -hmm. online mm -hmm. where people were educating uh, other people on the streets. And then it like hit me when I watched this one video by James Aspie talking about the dairy mm -hmm. industry. Mm -hmm. And that's basically when we say we went vegan, mm -hmm. like at the beginning of 2018. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, so that's been five years. L looking back, um, like in Austria and, and the, the Dachraum, so the German-speaking area, is very um, conservative in terms of eating and their habits and changing the habits. And also, they're very protective of the meat um, because a lot of dishes in Austria and Germany are very, like, you know, meat-based and the meat is the main ingredient. So looking back to, like, starting your vegan journey and also your activism, 
uh, what was like a big um i wouldn't say drawback but like maybe like force that um was was and i guess in austria especially if you have um, parents or or family from the rural areas um what are like what were big forces that kept trying to pull you back from that or do you was there support around your family and friends that pushed you towards your um agenda or was it the opposite <laughs> i guess um i don't really remember that anybody was trying to changed my mind in in some way or was mocking me mm -hmm. like I never had that and I don't know like maybe because I was like so sure in what I already believed in mm -hmm. at that time or if it just like I don't know maybe they just didn't know what to say I mean I do have some conversations in the back of my mind where I was like okay well that that was a heated conversation <laughs> for sure mm -hmm. but it was like nothing would ever like at that point when I was like, okay, I'm vegan because that that's basically I saw the importance and the responsibility behind it. Like nothing was gonna change my mind mm -hmm. at that point. Mm -hmm. I was like, well, okay. I've, I mean, I've had some experience with like plant-based eating because a lot of people are like worried about plant-based eating, but veganism, it was never about like what to eat for me. It mm -hmm. was always about the animals. Mm -hmm. It was because when I realized like the ethical part of it all, which veganism is, um it i was just like okay this is so wrong so i have to make it right mm -hmm. and yeah so i was like okay if i'm gonna eat lentils all my life long then so be it <laughs> and, um yeah but like yeah my i would say my family was all in all was very supportive mm -hmm. especially my mom and my stepdad and who also went vegan like oh, four months later that's awesome. oh cool so, yeah <laughs> so that's basically what made it really cool. And yeah, un I felt understood and heard mm. what with what I had to say. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That, I mean, that must be nice. Yeah, that must, yeah, I just want to say. It is really nice. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was a little like, bit different for us, but yeah. And it still is. It still is. is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Especially with yeah. certain family I mean, members. <laughs> I, guess, I guess that's like, for most people, it's really difficult, mm. right? Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, I've had a lot of talks with my mom and my mom is a very empathetic person as well. And so I was like, okay, sooner or later she will like get it mm -hmm. and she will get the ethics and she will, you know, self-reflect and uh, will go that path as well. But um, I didn't, I didn't expect it to be so soon, mm -hmm. <laughs> which is even nicer. And uh, yeah, it's, it's like sitting at a vegan table all the time, right? Yeah. Most of the time it's like the other way around. Yeah. And so, yeah. Um, when you like look at things that people might say to you, I just can think of, um, you know, things that people say to us a lot when we sit like with our family and we eat something vegan, <laughs> they, there's always like this little, you know, sarcastic comment or funny comment that, you know, we, that's not food or it's Beilagen as we say in Austria. Um, but I guess that you also get that a lot online. What, what do you think is it that people are so triggered by people living and choosing? Um, I wouldn't even say a lifestyle. It's it's an ethical choice um, to go down that path, and and not even you know you're not even taking away something from them. You're living your life. You're not telling them, hey, you should not live this. I mean, do whatever you want to do, obviously. 
um, educating something else. But what do you think is why why people are so triggered sometimes by those choices? Um, I think they're triggered because I think deep down they know it's so wrong to take somebody else's life who does not want to die. And I think they're so triggered because they see other people are already doing it differently and they don't think they can do it yet, I guess. Mm -hmm. Or mm -hmm. I, I don't know if they're so conscious about that, but I think it's their their guilty conscience, mm -hmm. conscience, mm -hmm. sorry, <laughs> their guilty conscience that uh, speaks to them without them knowing really that mm -hmm. there's so much guilt mm -hmm. within them. Because I mean, when we look at you know when we look at kids, like we're all getting taught that you know we love animals and we care about them and we help if there's a bird in need or we carry the spider outside if if there's one in our mm -hmm. home yeah. so we don't crush it and or crush the spider not it <laughs> and um so yeah i think it's just like them having like kind of like a fight with their conscience inside mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and yeah i think that makes them say things they don't i mean i can't believe that they mean those things mm -hmm. and uh you know most like most of the coping mechanisms they use is like making fun of something yeah, so yeah. Mm -hmm. it's it's yeah, usual reaction to just to make fun of vegans and to make fun of like, yeah, what they eat, yeah. the plants they eat. Yeah. And um, because they deep down know that killing for a taste is not the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. I, I'm also somebody who has a lot of empathy for not just like you, not just humans, but everything that's alive and moving and living and breathing. And what I've noticed since we've gone vegan, I don't know if, if you've noticed this too, but what I have noticed is my empathy has heightened so much more since going vegan, where it's even like when you mentioned the spiders, you know, even things like that. I, before we went vegan, always had such a fear of anything that was like creepy crawly. And now I feel like I have so much empathy for this little creature. Like I see these massive black house spiders that still freak me out. But before I probably would have either killed them or crushed them or thrown them outside in the middle of winter where they would die anyways. And now I'm just like, I'm just going to let them be. Or in the summertime, I've just very easily pick up a massive spider and put it outside. With your hand, yeah. not. No, not with my hand, yeah. but I find a way yeah. to do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Where I don't hurt it. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I mean, I've had that too, you know, as long as they're like in the corner up there. Yeah. Like, okay, you stay here, you can live here. Yeah. But <laughs> as long as you don't come down, which doesn't automatically mean, you know, that we have to love every single animal yeah. or not be freaked out by uh, an animal, even though I think it's so interesting to see how much power they actually have being so small. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, like creating so much fear yeah. with, within humans, basically. So, yeah. Um, yeah. But it doesn't mean like you have to love every single animal or, you know, like need to find every animal like cute or adorable and just like respect their life, yeah. respect their being and not hurt them. And yeah, I can totally relate to what you're saying. So that's, yeah, it's it has strengthened my empathy as well. Mm -hmm even more um so you were also an animal activist um maybe talk a little bit about that what does that incline what what is it that drives you to you know go on the street or go somewhere in front of like a slaughterhouse and to protest those people who 
slaughter those animals. Um, what is it that keeps you doing that, even though, especially in, in Germany and Austria, the yeah, it's the, the progress is slow. It's there, but it's slow. Yeah. Um, so I've done a lot of street activism, like went to demos, like uh, TV activism, where you know where people stand in a in a cube or in a line where they have uh, TVs showing what's happening behind closed doors in the animal industry. Um, I've done um, vigils, what you mentioned, like standing in front of uh, a slaughterhouse and just uh, you know trying to make the victims seen. Mm -hmm. And, and show those videos and, and photos to people online so they can, you know, have this uh, door open to the suffering of the animals um, who are just hidden behind closed doors mm -hmm. and, and suffering in, in, I would not say silence because, I mean, they're screaming, they're loud, it's, it's intensely loud. Um, you can hear their pain, but it's like it's people never see that. Mm -hmm. They always like see their body parts in the supermarket, which they don't even recognize as such. Mm -hmm. But um, what really drived me to do that was uh, the injustice that I saw, the the injustice that injustice that I um, that I don't know. It it just really. I mean, I think it bothers everyone to see that and. Uh, it, it took a lot of, it, it took a lot to actually go there and then, you know, just see that mm -hmm. and do that. But um, I'm not doing that anymore that much. Or, I mean, if there's an opportunity, I would do that again. But I've, yeah, I've not had the opportunity in a longer time, I would say. So I focus more on online activism mm -hmm. now. But every single experience that I had plays into the activism that I do now. And, um, I think everything you do and you see and you experience and you feel with your own body and see with your own eyes uh, makes your authentic voice stronger mm -hmm. to speak up for the victims because just imagining being in their position, it just, I don't know, it, it shakes my whole body and it, it, yeah, I can't even put it into words mm -hmm. as, you, yeah. as you can hear. And um, yeah, that's basically what's driving me. And it's oftentimes we just distance ourselves as well mm -hmm. like on a daily basis to just not feel that fear and the pain that you've experienced all the time because otherwise you would not be able to function i think i think mm -hmm. and uh it would yeah drag you down the whole time but it's like it's good to remind yourself yeah yeah mm -hmm. regularly i would say to, so why you're doing this and who you're doing it for because it's yeah, it's not because of you. It's because of the victims that are that need to be seen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. How do you? What do you think is a way to reach people about what's happening for people who refuse to? I mean, because I can't watch the videos myself, and I mm -hmm. knew before I went vegan, I was like, okay, I, I know what's happening there. I informed myself, but I cannot bring myself to watch it. And yeah. there are. A lot of people who can't, I mean, it's not comfortable for anybody to watch that. Yeah. But is there, in your opinion, a way to maybe bring awareness to people and bring them that sense of empathy for what's happening without them, when, when they refuse to acknowledge that it's happening or refuse to watch a video that's being shown? Yeah. I mean, first of all, I want to say, like, people are already vegan do not need to watch this footage anymore. It's like re-traumatizing over and over again. And 
of course, sometimes if you feel like, okay, you're reducing animal suffering more and you're gaining that distance, you may want to, you know, mm -hmm. watch something like that to get the urgency of it again. But I would not recommend like watching that on a daily mm -hmm. basis and to be constantly confronted with that if you're already vegan. I think if people are not yet vegan, I mean, if they, you know, if it's not, I always say if it's not good enough for their eyes, how is it good enough for mm -hmm. the stomach? Mm -hmm. And um, so I think it's important and it's essential to actually gain more empathy for other living sentient beings to actually watch that. But of course, if you've watched that and then there's also different ways to, um, to reach out to people. And I think one of the biggest things is um, educating, mm -hmm. like telling facts and, and like mix it with like, like an empathetic, like in an empathetic way, I would say, like always make the connection, always try to make the connection. So if I, if I tell people facts, I always like tell them, but imagine being in their position, mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. you would not want to feel this way. You would not want to be there. You would not want to be treated that way. And it's like something us humans live by actually. And that's something that we get taught when we were little mm -hmm. kids is like, don't do something to someone you wouldn't want to be done mm -hmm. to yourself. And it's, it's called the golden rule, basically, mm -hmm. which says it all, you know, I mean, it's, um, yeah. And, and I think there's different ways. There's street demos that reach out to people. There is, um, I would say sticker activism as well, or chalk activism or, um, writing blogs or making music. Like there's so many different things that reach out to people because there's so many people who need different approaches. Yeah, yeah. And of course, like going in <laughs> going into farms and rescuing animals is a way of animal activism as well but we need all different ways of animal mm -hmm. activism we need the ones that go into um places and uh you know uh tell people through a megaphone what's happening to animals and we need people who do stick their sticker activism we need people who you know organize events we need people who do yeah demos marches but also like people doing podcasts like the two of you, you know, it's like, um, as long as we keep the conversation going and try to reach out to people in so many different ways, mm -hmm. I think we're on the right path. And um, you can see that yeah. you can already see that. And you can, you can see, like how supermarkets are changing mm -hmm. what they're offering, not because the, you know, people already buying all that stuff, but because they're expecting a, a, an even bigger change, mm -hmm. yeah. because people are waking up and they're, they're, slowly but surely um yeah being educated about what's happening to animals in the animal industry yeah. so yeah there's not one right thing to do it there's yeah. different yeah. ways we need to yeah go i mean there's also i think the the beautiful thing about veganism is that it's not only good for yourself it's it's good for the animals it's also good for agriculture it's good for the environment there's so many reasons yeah. and i think that's also a big point that a lot of people don't see sometimes is that a lot of people don't go vegan necessarily for the animals a lot of people go vegan for the environment which is also fine you know i'm yeah. i'm all for if you're vegan and you're vegan for just the environment that's fine to me i i love that actually um but i think and you said it already i think a lot of the problems start already like when we're kids when we are educated and the system the way it's built it's built that we never 
really get taught how those things work mm -hmm. we get the meat put on the table and it's just you know you eat it it's i don't know schnitzel or whatever it's not there's no connection to the animal anymore there's no information t being taught that okay th those animals suffered in intensive intensively to be to be here on our mm -hmm. table to feed us and and we have seen in the last 50 years um coming like basically my grandmother and my mom after the second world war uh, everything you know gets built up they didn't have anything so they all they were lucky to have like a pig in a year that they could eat but most of the time they ate you know vegetables potatoes and stuff so the amount of meat that is getting consumed today is so fucking insane and so fucking un unbelievable that we have lost touch long long time ago and i think as you said i think a big thing is educating small kids i'm not necessarily showing them those traumatizing videos obviously not but educating them and telling them hey what you're eating this is this animal and then at some point they might want to make a choice and say i don't want to eat chicken anymore i love chicken i don't want to eat that animal anymore and stuff like that well i mean i remember to piggyback on that i remember as a kid i think i think a lot of kids will but like people our age will be able to relate to this when they were kids. We never made the connection. I mean, you make the connection, but you don't make the the connection with the empathy added mm -hmm, to it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's like you eat these, this is chicken that you're eating and then you see a chicken, like an actual live chicken, but somehow we never put the two together. You know, even though you're calling it yeah. the same thing, you know that that's where it's coming from, yeah. but the, the process, because it's so normalized and because it's so, this is just what we eat, it's the same with milk. You just drink milk. It's strong bones, you know? It's like milk you're taught true. all of yeah. these things that it makes you big and strong. It makes you, you know, it gives you muscles, it, you know, whatever. It, or the vitamins that you get from it. You know, yeah. they, there are all these things that we're taught as kids where if we change the narrative and teach the younger generations, teach our own children, hey, we don't eat this because this is a living being just like you are a living being. You know, the, it needs to, the connection that needs to be made is that animals are no different than we are. They are living, breathing, feeling creatures. And I think that's the connection we never were taught as children. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I always say it's the first injustice that you learn, you know, to love one but eat the other. Mm -hmm. And like you said, like as a kid, you don't put, the two things together, I mean, the, the one thing and the being mm -hmm. behind it. And um, uh, you never question that. I mean, there's, I, I would say there are some cases, you know, where I would say maybe people live on a mm -hmm. farm or close to a mm -hmm. farm and they knew the animal, the animal maybe had even had a name and then they're like, okay, we're eating Trudy or something, you know, or someone, you know, it's like, um, so that might, you know, maybe this, this glimpse of realization that what you're eating was actually a someone before mm -hmm. but it's like in most cases <clears throat> or with most families it's like okay you love the dog and you pet the cats and maybe maybe have some empathy for rabbits mm -hmm. or bunnies mm -hmm. and but then you're eating the chicken and the cow and the and the pig and yeah it's yeah there's this yeah it's, it's all conditioning it's it's so there's this this um uh, this this um it wasn't that wasn't the picture but like this graphic where there are the animals listed and then there's like this line and then it asks you where do you draw the line between the animals you yeah. eat and not eat and it's also so mind-boggling if you look at other cultures like china for example where they eat dogs and 
other animals where we as westerns would say oh that's mm -hmm. cruel but at the same mm -hmm. time we stuff our faces with pigs which are knowingly um, smarter than dogs and yeah. and there are plenty of cultures yeah. who might look at it the other way and say oh you don't sure. eat dogs but you eat pigs you know <laughs> it's this sure. yeah. yeah so it's yeah. it's it's just a, I'm, uh, I don't know I wouldn't say I mean maybe it's it's just brainwashing I don't know from the industries I, I think that plays a role sure yeah yeah it's traditions and it's also like um it just shows that culture is not an excuse or a justification for harming animals mm -hmm. harming anyone and it's yeah it's just not a justification. I mean, it's no different with human rights, with women's rights, with right. which we're seeing a That's lot right. of right now all, all over the world, but in the U.S. especially with the, the struggle with abortion rights and rights over our own bodies. It's no different. I mean, just because it's been this way mm -hmm. for so long doesn't mean that it's right and doesn't mean that it's okay and doesn't mean that we, can, we can't flip a switch and, and change things. Yeah. Yeah. And 70 years ago, sla slavery was still okay yeah and and that's that's the thing when i talk to people i mean most people i talk to nowadays are very open-minded but there's still sometimes people who especially in austria are very like oh but it's tradition and you know all that stuff and i'm like yeah um you know but you can it, make new traditions it's first of all that's fine <laughs> yeah. but secondly it's all man-made it's all or women-made it's all made up it's a concept that was made up at some point mm -hmm. and we carried it along mm. and to be honest uh, hearing the 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 voice or the, the the stories of my grandmother talking about you know how they had meat once a year or maybe twice a year, it's like okay that makes sense to me. That makes sense. They didn't slaughter it because they they wanted to eat that delicious meat. They slaughtered it because they needed it. They needed to survive on it. That was all they had. And they were way differently in terms of eating and and caring and you know everything. They didn't. We today don't appreciate that, that stuff anymore. We don't, again, this disconnect between, okay, this was an animal at some point. There is no appreciation for what it meant to feed that animal, to take care for it, to raise it and then slaughter it in the most cruel way. And Which in itself, sorry to disturb you, but it's, which in itself is like cruel, even like talking about it, right? Mm -hmm. Like you're caring about someone and then you're naming that someone. It's just like when you, you know, live with a dog or a cat mm -hmm. and you're like, well, I, I cared for this being, you know, I, I fed him or her and then I, you know, I really cared. Like, mm -hmm. And then like one day you just decide to, you know, yeah. Put a knife into their throat and, and slit their throat and be like, okay, well, I want to eat you now. Mm -hmm. It's it doesn't make any sense, right? Yeah. So it's um, but I know what you mean. Sorry, I didn't. No, no, it's like, fine. It's fine. To, it's fine. Um, but it's it's oftentimes when people say to me, they're like, well, you know, that animal had a good life. <laughs> yeah. Well, right. Just because someone had a good life doesn't give you the right to take their good life from <laughs> yeah. them. Like it doesn't it doesn't add up, you know. If, if I mean, if if you care about someone, then it would be logical to actually, I mean, never kill someone, but it's like the logical thing would be like killing the ones that already have a bad life. Right. But why like saying, okay, they had a good right. life. Mm -hmm. And then like, Hey, you know, I mean, in the end, they all go through the same right. door. It's Let's like, go to grandmother with the shotgun and shoot her. Because <laughs> she, she had, had a good, good life. life. <laughs> she had a good life. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it, it doesn't make any sense. Like if you put it that way and that's, that's, those were things, you know, that convinced me as well. And yeah. that just like, 
strengthened my belief and and what I've learned because it was just like okay well like even the the own excuses that I made just didn't make any sense yeah, yeah. so you mentioned that you're doing graphic design and um, obviously we snooped through your website and obviously we read a little bit about and I mean I already knew a little bit on from Instagram so I knew what you're doing but um, you were on your website you're selling yourself as like a, a vegan uh, um, graphic designer and yes. I really like that because that's something a lot of people don't do and because they don't like you know to out themselves especially in Austria sometimes you know you might not get work because of just that label but I think that's a very cool thing because you try to promote that and at the same time try to gain business just from people who support that which is kind of cool mm. um But what what do you do? What like what is like your your um, daily bread, so to say? Yeah. So I mean, um, first of all, I think I want to say um, I just like adding the vegan to like on the website to branding and design, which is like the authentic thing to mm -hmm. do. Mm -hmm. Because to be honest, like over time, I was just rethinking also my graphic design. You know, at some point, I just didn't see. Like the the urgency or the I, I don't know how to say it, but it's like I didn't see like it it was important mm -hmm. somehow mm -hmm. because I was like okay it's all about animals it's all about veganism it's for me that's where my interests are right now and I didn't see like graphic design and animal activism go together, but then I was like okay I'm gonna give it another shot and I'm just gonna you know I wanna I wanna do graphic design I have maybe I can combine it so um, and then. For a long time, it, it didn't say vegan mm -hmm. um, on my website. It just said branding and graphic design. But then, of course, like it's a big part of my life. It's it's my values. They are vegan. They are um, doing good with what my skills are, what my talents are, what my education is. So um, it just made sense to put that vegan on mm -hmm. there and also to promote it that way because I I rethought everything and I was like, okay with what kind of people do I want to yeah. work with yeah. or what kind of businesses do I yeah. want to work with? And at the beginning, to be honest, I was like, Oh, I don't know if, you know, if there is enough jobs <laughs> and if, if, um, you know, it's also very, um, it's, it's still a small movement, even though sometimes in your own bubble, it seems bigger <laughs> than it mm -hmm. actually mm -hmm. is. But, but then on the other hand, it's like, it's the future, you know, like vegan is the future. And, um, so yeah, it, it just was like a logical thing to do to write that on there. But um, my daily bread to uh, answer your question uh, would be um, branding design. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I do have, I, I am still employed uh, for 20 hours mm -hmm. at the mm -hmm. Vegan Society in Austria uh, as social media manager and doing graphics for the social media um, page. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Instagram and Facebook but that's just that's for me it's it has a lot to do with like passion for working in the movement mm -hmm. like in a different way and and using a different voice and you you know just um that's more about like sharing plant-based products it's not about it's not that much about why vegan mm -hmm. it's more about how to mm -hmm. and this gives me a different perspective as well but also like a different chance to influence people positively mm -hmm. and yeah take them by the hand in a different way and um so yeah it's 
It, that is what I do, the social media management for uh, the Vegan Society with my colleague. And then I do branding design, which I focus highly on mm -hmm. uh, for vegan businesses and entrepreneurs. Oh, that's cool. And I also do have the rule of nines, which is, <laughs> um, which is my, um, I would say, vegan merch. Mm -hmm. And we focus on, when I say we, I mean my partner and I, uh, we focus on embroidery. So mm -hmm. cool. yeah, we, we make patches mm -hmm. and, and buttons with like uh, vegan messages on there. Uh, we make shirts and hoodies and beanies. So everything cool. with like that has to do. With, and then we embroider it and yeah, try to get the message out mm -hmm. there mm -hmm. in also a different way. And to also support the vegan community and um, give them something graphically, mm -hmm. I would mm -hmm. say that uh, portrays a certain message. Yeah, yeah. we'll, we'll yeah. obviously put that in the description yeah. for everybody to look and maybe order something. Um, you mentioned working for certain people, like, you know, um, I'm a freelancer. I, I was in the situation where, you know, a butcher um, asked me to do something for them. And I was in the, like, you know, I was just starting. I was like, should I take it? Should I not? I know I'm not sure. I don't know if I want to, you know, see certain things and then make, make money of that profit from that. And, um, in hindsight, I should have just said no, but what I did, I just made an extreme offer. And I said, if they really want to pay that, that I'm mm -hmm. then I would just give away some of that money and whatever like donate or something and the rest is for myself and obviously it didn't it was too much for them but um but yeah i it's hard to navigate that and with the vegan label i think that's a very cool statement to already sort things out like that right mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah i mean it's also a form i would say of like protecting myself mm -hmm. as well because i do not want to be confronted with any more cruelty than mm -hmm. i already put myself through and because I'm online, like I'm active online and I do read a lot about it and I do write a lot about it and I see those images because I'm following mm -hmm. other activists. And so it's, it's like, it's like keeping myself from like this negativity mm -hmm. that's also influence, influencing my work. I mean, of course I could take like this one shot, let's say, at, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I always, I always wonder what I, you know, would do like if I work for someone and then uh, or a company and then they would be like, okay, now we have McDonald's and mm -hmm. I'll be like, okay, well, I don't want to do that. And my, my answer would ha have always been, okay, well, I would have to quit if you want, if you would make me mm -hmm. work for them, mm -hmm. you know, and it's, it basically said it all, but I mean, you could probably like hide messages in there, yeah, yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> but I just, you know, I don't want anything to do with them i don't want to help them promote their business that's based on animal oppression exploitation and murder mm -hmm. so but um of course that like that feeling of like okay well you know you are a vegan and then okay now you do everything you can and then when it comes to your job like what do i do right mm -hmm. so it's it's part of the progress as well. And to be honest, we're living in a non-vegan world and not everybody can work in a vegan way, not, you know, somehow be, you know, that somehow a job that's somehow related yeah. to uh, animal exploitation. But it's like, 
I just, you know, had the privilege and the opportunity to say no to people that I don't want to work with or the direction that I don't mm. want to work with. And I, I do see this as a huge privilege because not a lot of people can, you know, say that or have the backup or have the savings or, you know, it's, yeah. Yeah. Um, to, to give maybe someone who is maybe thinking about being mm -hmm. vegan or, or, you know, struggling with going vegan or, or even thinking of maybe I should not, I should reduce my meat intake. Uh, what can you like, maybe can you give them some tips or some like um, motivational um, quotes or whatever? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean, I would probably give them the recommendation to visit an animal sanctuary mm -hmm. and to look the rescued animals mm -hmm. into the eyes and ask yourself if you want to, you know, protect them and their con specifics or to pay for the suffering. Mm -hmm. And I think the answer is always really clear. Mm -hmm. And just like look at the animals, how they're living there and how they're cared for. And maybe also ask the people that are working there, like this, the history of that one individual, mm -hmm. for example. And it's, I think it's like, we have to, you know, meet, like meet animals at eye, mm -hmm. do you say mm -hmm. eye level? Mm -hmm. Yeah and uh, see them as equally worthy to life because for them, their life is everything they have, such, such as for us, you know, it's like all that, the only life that we have and they cherish it and they, they just want to live happily yeah. as all of us do. And I think that's, I, I think that's the, the most powerful thing is to actually meet the victims mm -hmm. and yeah, see how, uh, vegan world could actually be if we just do some small adaptions and just like you know switch our perspective just a little bit because um i think sometimes we just overcomplicate things yeah. like mm -hmm. we always say well it's so hard to be vegan but the thing is like we see it out of our own perspective we're like it's hard for us because i can't eat this anymore i can't do that anymore i can't wear leather i can't go to the mm -hmm. zoo but then it's like um you just yeah, I mean, see it out of the animal's perspective, mm -hmm. you know, if if you pay for that, what does it do to them? Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, what kind of life, I, I would not even say life, it's like an existence, a, a horrible existence does it create for them? Yeah. And it's, yeah. Also, I think it's not, I mean, that that's something you hear a lot. Oh, then I have to restrict myself. I have to, I can't do this. I can't do that. But at the same time, I think it's also opening up your horizon a little bit, especially in food terms. Mm -hmm. Because let's be honest, the typical Austrian eats maybe four or five different meals every year. Yeah. Like there, there's not much variety in their meal plan. And opening up to like a vegan diet can introduce a lot of different um, um, food types, maybe even things you have never eaten before. Also a lot of different cultures. I cultures, mean, you, you right. learn so many different types of dishes from other countries that you maybe never would have experienced otherwise. Right. And let's be honest, I mean, today, nowadays, it's like the easiest way, as you already mentioned. I mean, the supermarkets, uh, you have plenty of even uh, meats uh, sub substitutes. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I mean, let's be honest, there is, if you live in a Western civilization a country, um, you, there's no excuse anymore. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think we have to like, stop always like seeing 
it through our eyes, but see it through the animal's yeah. eyes. And then just, I mean, it like there's no comparison, mm -hmm. right? So for me, it's like a five minute taste pleasure, but does my my need for a certain taste pleasure justify the exploitation and the murder of sentient beings? And everybody would say no, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, it's, um, yeah. yeah. And if we see through the animals, it's it's clear. I think it's clear. And of course, dif different people have different approaches. And you, like you said at the very beginning, like some people, you know, do it for envi environmental reasons. I think, which, I mean, it's really important to communicate veganism is about the animals and the animals only. Mm -hmm. Like, of course, there's intersections to different other social justice movements. And um, but still, like, it is about the animals and as long as people don't get that, they will always be tempted to make excuses, yeah. mm -hmm. will always be tempted to say, you know, um, well, you know, it, it doesn't matter if I drink that glass of milk mm -hmm. right now. Well, it does matter for the animals. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why it's so important to see the ethics behind it. Yeah. And because for me, it's like, before I ever eat any animal again, I would rather die. Like I would not, I mean, by that, by now, I'm really grossed out by everything, mm -hmm. but I would not want to put somebody else's body or secretions consciously, mm -hmm. I mean, consciously, you know, into my body. Like, make the conscious decision to actually be like, well, okay, your life doesn't matter more than my taste does. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that's that's what's just, you know, essential. Yeah. That's it. Oh, I was... <laughs> what? Almost every time, like after we have a guest, you come into the podcast going or the outro, you come in with wow. And so I was going to say wow with you at the same time, but then you didn't say it. <laughs> wow. 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 Oh, wow. Oh, wow. No, but really, oh, wow. Oh, Great conversation. Wow. Yep. So, I mean, you, you might have... not know it from her accent, but she is a native German speaker yeah. and her English is wonderful. Stellar. Also, I mean, if you listen to uh, any other episode with a guest, you probably already know that we handpick our guests and we only pick guests that we think that are not, nah, that's not true, but we pick very <laughs> special guests. Selective. And I mean, yeah, but we are. And we try to pick guests that not are only interesting to us, but, also might be interesting to you. So I think we did a good job. Yes. Granted. Granted. Yeah. I don't want to make it seem like we're like elitist or something like we. Uh, oh, we are. <laughs> I mean, look at us sitting here with our. I fully stand by what I say. Anybody champagne. can come on our podcast and talk to us. Only if you drink but... champagne. <laughs> and sit. But I think what you mean. Suits. Okay. I think what you mean by hand pick our guests is that we. Hand select You them. know, we have conversations beforehand a little bit and just see what they're about. And then we decide if we want to ask them to be on the podcast. Right. That's it's not I like, mean hand it's not like hand people select. are lining up at the door and we're like, <laughs> I bye, mean, bye, I mean, yeah, no, are. bye. Yeah, they are. <laughs> like I, I ignore 60 emails every day. <laughs> so just I'm seats. the Prince of Persian. I would like for you, like to, for you to sign invite this. me on your podcast and so, then I send you $5,000. Uh, 5000 <laughs> yeah. more like $5 million. Yeah. Yeah. 
And all you have to do is send back no. a million. But in all honesty, we try to get people that are interesting to us and have maybe something interesting to say. Um, and that could be you, obviously. But it's also okay if you don't think so. Um, and I think, but I think we never had a guest where we thought like afterwards, mm, no, eh, that was not as good. So yeah, good job. Good job, guests. No, good job, team. Meaning me. I'm the team. Indeed. Yeah. Um, if you are thinking about going vegan and you don't know where to start, you can um, just take a, there's a lot of resources out there, but and you can reach out to us. We'll put a lot of links in the description. And my personal recommendation is to just start slowly. So yeah. don't try to throw yourself into it cold turkey because this is not meant against anybody, but you will likely fail. <laughs> it's Especially not because we don't state. believe in you, but right. it's just statistically that way. So maybe just start out by cutting out meat a little bit. So, you know, you only eat meat twice a week or, or you have two completely vegan days during the week, you know? Yeah. So... Don't don't give me the hand like hurry up, we Mister. Have, I take ten minutes to have, ask a question. We have, <laughs> we have a veganism episode, and we already talked about that plenty. But yeah, I agree. But what a dog! You just heard the rat squeak too. Yeah, but if you like what you hear, if you want to support us, subscribe to the podcast, like the podcast, rate the podcast. And head over to our Patreon where you can actually support us with a little bit of your money. And we can keep doing what we're doing. Um, like Joe does. Hey, Joe. Hey, Joe. Hey, Joe. What you doing with that? Joe is a manly man name. And Joe rides horses and Joe rides trucks. Now I'm giving you the hand. That's it. Come on. Watch out for deer. <laughs>